heard, I heard there's a jump on this TT, so I'm, I'm going to kick everyone's ass. Of course you're going to win. Episode 56. Man, I feel like we just released the Randy Goss episode just not, what, a couple days ago, and we're back at it. Another guest, a good one, Robbie Bobby on the other other end of the mic. We got Travis Pastrana, man. Oh my gosh! Like the 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 just the entertainment capital of the world is now on Tank po- Tank Slavin Podcast, man. It doesn't get much much cooler and more fun than Travis. I predict some exciting answers from him. Yeah, I'm stoked, dude. And he's such a cool guy. Bro. Like I I literally just I got his number. I t- I texted him. I'm like, hey man, you you got time to come on the pod and he's like fucking right absolutely let me know when and uh yeah today's the day so stoked to get him on get his thoughts about his <laughs> illustrious flat track career we got going and <laughs> and uh, the one dollar bet with sipes at stake um just yeah I'm, I'm excited we'll get him on here in a bit want to uh quick shout out our sponsors before we get too far into it that make this happen bell power sports check out bellhelmets.com Moto America, the Road Atlanta event is coming up soon. They're partnering with AFT, American Super Ticket, $99. Come out all weekend, watch all the Moto America, all the American Flat Track for $99. DID Chain, all the major teams in racing, use the, use the DID Chain. Hit them up on social media at DID Chain. Tell them the boys from Tank Slap and sent you. Jerry Stinchfield, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas. Nearly 40 years of experience in the commercial roofing industry, he keeps the sport going, so make sure you uh, hit Jerry up and tell him thanks for, for everything he does for racing. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, the official tire of the American Flat Track Series. Hit them up, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. We're, we do a bunch of giveaways on this show, so yeah, we appreciate them for supporting what we got going on here. AIM Sports, at AIM Sports Data, the world leader in data acquisition. Complete game changer. I saw the Turner Racing Team, actually, over the weekend in uh, Virginia had they all had solo too. aim sports. We use them on our bikes, GNG racing, Ben Lau uses them. I know there's a lot of teams that use that, use that GPS lap timer. We appreciate them for supporting our podcast and the Moo tool slacker suspension sag checker designed specifically for your motorcycle and mountain bike. Make sure you check them out. Hit me up for any information on that product. I use it all the time. Uh, Rob, let's talk about the RVA flat track, man. Mike Hacker, John Nickens. We were both there big event man dude, big event. dude they killed it they ki- it's like a first time event too which is even which is even more impressive you know I've, I've promoted a lot of events you've promoted a lot of events and every time you go to a kind of a first time event at least in the back of my mind you're kind of like uh gosh is it gonna be a shit show what's going on and and yeah here here no no lie here's here's the problem i saw we had a slight delay and nobody likes delays but the reason for the delay you want me to tell them? I'll tell them. Tell them. Shout it the out. The reason for the fucking delay that everybody wants to complain about, not really. Nobody complained because <laughs> yeah, the fucking say. traffic was – there were so many spectators. They were almost a half a mile down the road. The cops were called because there were so many cars blocking people's driveways. And, and we had down. to – Route one. Dude, yeah, right. We had to slow the program down because we had to get people parked. And then so our two promoters, Mike Hacker and John Nickens, they're running around trying to help people park like they've got a race to freaking run and they're having to multitask, which we both know as promoters. You got to wear all the hats. But yeah, man, but the track is smooth as glass. Um, 
the the racing was intense you know Corey, congratulations you uh you had a pretty good uh payday anytime you can make some money is is, is a good thing i know as a professional this is your livelihood but uh, more importantly man just i didn't hear a single negative thing from the racers a lot of a lot of um you know awards you know they did great on the awards giveaways just like like you and and it seems like they they took what they already knew about racing and then again you know shout out to Corey, kind of they they um they improved on some other things that other people didn't do and you know we have a standing room only crowd that's that's a positive man yeah yeah when mike hit me up man uh, about about the event i was like dude i'm in like let's do it um let me help promote it a bit let's let's do it this way let's you know i kind of just things I've learned with my race, you know, I've, I've bounced it off Mike and John leading up to the event. And the biggest thing is just, you know, run an efficient program, make it fun for the riders, show appreciation and try and get done at a decent time. And I rolled out of there. I think I was nine. I mean, I left a little bit earlier before a few of the main events were over, but I was done racing by nine o'clock. Um, you know, with all those delays and not even all those delays, but with the delay that we had there, which wasn't long, it might've been five, 10 minutes. Um, we were still out of there at a decent time and track was fun. It was really small for me to muscle around a twin. I, I got down there. I was like, Ooh, this is going to be interesting, which, uh, I liked that challenge. It was cool. And then Friday night, man, uh, it was a hundred dollars initially for the fastest time. And, and then it was kind of fun, like a hundred dollars. It's, it's cool to make a hundred bucks, but it, you know, it's not serious at that point. And uh, I was pitted next to Trent Lowe. Um, I'm training with Trent, helping him out quite a bit. And, and he's on a 450, the Wally Brown Suzuki. And we're talking shit all night long about having a faster lap time. He had it, then I got it. He got it back, then I got it again. And 100 bucks, it was like whatever. And then all of a sudden, you come on the, on the speaker, and there's five, it's a half a G bar, thousand or 500 bucks <laughs> yeah. for the fastest time. I'm like putting tire warmers on. I'm like changing my gearing. Like I'm like me and Luke Baird were like, dude, this is like not fun anymore. This is serious. Like we got to win this G half a G bar. So it was, yeah. uh, it was cool that you guys did that, Rob. That was, that made practice so much more interesting and, and intense. Like that was, that was wild. That's, that's kind of the goal, man. I talked to Mike. I'm like, Hey man, let's try something. He's like, well, what do, what do you think? I'm like, Hey, look, I will put up a hundred bucks out of my RD and promotions. You know, I'm always, if I can, I want to help out the riders. And, and I knew it was going to be obviously most likely a pro other than I'll tell you what, Chase Sadoff and Landon Smith and Aiden Brown were busting out some serious lap times too. But I was like, man, these guys, this is their livelihood. So I reached in my pocket, got a hundred bucks out and I said, Hey Mike, I'm going to do a hundred. Well, he said, well, shit, man. I'll put up a hundred. So he's like, Hey John, RVA, we're going to put up a hundred. So next thing you know, it's at 200 bucks. And then I got on the microphone and then Charlie Roberts came up, Lance Landry came up and they're like, Hey, we're going to make it 300. And then man, one of my best guys, he's just such a good dude. Mike Turner's like, Hey Rob, look at this. So he pulls out his pocket and I'm like, Oh sweet. Another big ass watch, but he's got $200 <laughs> bills. And I'm like, Holy shit. He's like, he's like, we're going to make it 500 bucks. We're going to, we're going to, because He's like me, man. He's like the most excited guy in the world, man. He don't, he wants his team to win, but he wants everybody to have fun. And his just excitement level, he's like a kid, man. Like, and he's like, we're making a 500. So next thing you know, like you said, like shit's getting serious. So the pro guys are coming up. They're like, Hey, I need to see my lap times. I need to see this and that. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I created more work for myself, but all in all, <laughs> you know, you took home the money, you made Jared Mees cry and, you know, that's all there is to it. It's uh, it was a blast, man. And, and I wish, uh, I hope we can do it again. And we might even do it for Sonoya as a matter of fact. Well, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. 
No, nah, you're straight, man. Yeah, that was that was fun. I I def- definitely did not know if I had a shot on the twin because that track was tiny. And uh, you put that kind of money up for grabs, dude. I pr- I could have been on a fucking I don't know water buffalo, and I would have I would have figured out a way to at least get close. Like once I kind of smelled blood in the water, I started making changes. Like I was more serious and intense a hundred percent on the practice night um than i was than i was on the race just <laughs> trying to beat those 450s man so now it was a, a great event cole zabala i want to give him a shout out he won both the main events in the 450 class he looked really smooth um i want to give a, a nod to my my buddy well i want to give a nod and also shit talk him a bit but trent low looked really really good as well but his his starts along with brandon kitchen it's like they don't even want to take off when the light turns green. It's like, guys, you got to go. Like, what are you doing? Um, don't even start with me on that shit, dude. I'm, I I told B Kitchen on the ride home, we rode, we rode together. He's like, he, he's one of Robbie's kids. You got Trent as Corey's kids. But uh, I was like, like, God damn it, man. You can't expect to fucking win if you're going to give him a head start. <laughs> Not at this Trent's level. O- dude, Trent's always, his mindset is like, he's like, all right, well, I hope the track's good so I can pass people. And I got to know what part of the track I can pass people. I'm like, bro. Don't worry about passing people. If you get a good start, you don't have to pass anybody. Like, imagine that. It's like the happy Gilmore thing when he gets a hole in one. Oh, that was so much easier than putting. I should just try and hit it in the hole every time. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Yeah, dude. Just like, get a freaking. Oh, oh, I tell the same thing to Landon Smith, man. We're like, guys, you know, like, and, and it's so refreshing when I've, I've worked with you personally, you know, on racing. And same thing with Dalton. It's like, dude, you guys understand that, like, the less people you have to pass later, the easier it is to win. And so starts, you know, it's funny too. MotoGP is getting so critical about starts now. Like they have a fucking almost an hour long race, but they're developing these million dollar starting devices for MotoGP, like anti-squat, all that stuff. And it's just so critical in you and Dalton. And obviously, you know, Jared, me, some other guys like that, like, if everybody starts taking the starts as seriously as they do, like trying to figure out where can I pass? You know, I'm fat as shit, but you see me, man, I get a lot of hole shots yeah. and that's the thing. Like I have to, I understand like, man, I'm not going to be able to hold these guys off the whole race, but I damn sure I'm going to pass them with the white flag coming out. So I want to pass as many as I can. Yeah. Now. Well, it throws you off your rhythm if you're following people too. Like even if you're w- wicked, wicked fast and you get behind somebody and you start doing what they're doing and then it throws you off your rhythm and um yeah just there's a lot of opportunities for uh for mistakes when you're when you're following people that are slower but that's part of racing man and um you know for me in the dash for cash i i actually blew a start i i <laughs> i didn't get the whole shot and i kind of just totally ruined that whole dash for cash event i i got third in it but yeah it's it's the beauty of racing man it's it's super challenging and you got to figure out ways to to get to that flag first but yeah again great event mike hacker john nickens all the fans the fan the virginia fans were awesome super appreciative i i had more fans come up to me and just thank me for coming than uh i've had in a long time at a race so that that makes it fun and yeah it was definitely definitely worth the drive and i can't wait to do it again so hit up rva flat track on facebook and you can keep up to date for their next event um but rob that's that's all we got for the for the intro Let's give Travis Pastrana a call, man. Let's let's see what he's up to and what his thoughts are on this whole flat track thing he's got got coming up. On the line right now, we have Travis Pastrana. Trav, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing good. You know, I figured with COVID, I'd start to figure out how to work all these uh, Zoom and, and whatever passcodes and, and stuff. But I'm just, I realize that I'm just a redneck that likes riding dirt bikes. And thank God I can do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah yeah we're not too we're not too uh good with it either but now we appreciate you taking the time to coming on i figure you're you're getting after it getting ready for the atlanta tt man what the hell's going on with that man that's uh exciting stuff for people in flat track and what came about with that whole decision yeah i mean it wasn't really a decision it was it was just uh um i was (laughs) hanging out and sipes is like dude you should race flat track i was like i don't want to he's like dollar i'll kick your ass (laughs) all right um, so I, went and I was like, Hey, can I run a two stroke? So we looked at the rules and now you can't run a two stroke. But he's like, dude, you're uh, you're fat. <laughs> you're, you're 200 pounds. You're uh, you're slower than us. Anyway, because you're going to need the most motor possible. Um, so I called up, uh, Ian, um, with, uh, well, he used to be Suzuki with, uh, with Roger Coster and, um, was kind of my, my go-to guy there. And now he's on with, uh, with Roger and at KTM and, um, He's like, oh yeah, Chris Fillmore runs that team. We can, uh, we can get you, you know, probably get you set up. So I called Chris, who I'd raced with, you know, many years in supermoto and stuff in the past. And um, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm full factory again. I got a bike. I'm stoked. <laughs> and then uh, I was had a stupid skipping bet, and uh, a piece of a bone broke off and got stuck in the joint. So I had to go in and get, I got surgery uh, just to get uh, some meniscus taken out and that. Uh, uh, the bone taken out of the knee, kind of like a, a rock in your shoe, I guess. And uh, so that didn't help. And now I got, I go straight for um, a rally this weekend. So we got a week long of just sitting in the car. And then I got another week of, of filming um, for another project and then fly the red eye to um, flat track, having not really been on a flat track other than the one day with Sipes down at Moto Anatomy. So um, yeah, you know, standard issue. <laughs> Sounds like you're perfectly prepared, man. I got to say that my, my name is Robbie Bobby, by the way. But uh, are you going to win this fucking thing or what, man? Because I've got a lot of money riding online. So this whole week, I need you to bubble. <laughs> I, I need you to bubble wrap your ass wherever you go, pad it up extra, or just get you know street bike Tommy to run security. I need you healthy because there's a lot of shit talking, a lot of bragging rights. I don't want any excuses. I just need you to go out there and fucking win it. That's it. All right, Simple well, as that. Well, you know, okay, well, I'll, let me start with the excuses. So my forte is taking <laughs> risks that no one else is willing to take. Uh, so, like, whoops, you know, jumps that no one else can do. My my weaknesses in, in riding a dirt bike are kind of like being smooth and uh, flat turns. Uh, however, I heard there's a jump on this TT, so I'm, I'm going to kick everyone's ass. Of course I'm going to win. <laughs> Man, I got another dollar if you can backflip the TT jump. <laughs> can I jump? Can I backflip from the side of it? Because I think it's... I mean, I say you can flip anything, but I'd, I'd be... You I'd ain't be, got a hair on your ass if you don't try. <laughs> That's what Wyndham said <laughs> to Nation. Those about got banned from the AMA. And the FIM. First and last race with AFT. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but to, to be honest, I mean, I, I'm just happy. Like, I, I got a front brake on this bike. So I tried one flat track, actually, when I was more in my prime i guess less bad um and i didn't even qualify for the night uh program so but now with the front break i feel like we got a much better shot and a jump be all right yeah i remember that i was i was a rookie expert man i remember watching you and uh yeah you actually rode you went for the you had two options i think right like you you had the the motocross bike that's lowered then you had the the framer whatever they call it the the flat track bike and you actually went with that flat track bike so uh, I know it's been, fuck, it's been forever, but what were the differences you thought as a motocross rider, uh, supercross guy, the differences in that flat track bike to the uh, the lowered motocross bike? You know, I I did feel more comfortable on the motocross bike. Hindsight, I, I probably would have gone more uh, with that. 
but I just thought it was cool. I was like, man, the framer is sick. It's got so much power. And I went to this, uh, so uh, like usual, I, I went the night before, um, to, to kind of get a feel of it, uh, <laughs> for 20 minutes or so. And, uh, <laughs> I just thought that that was so fun out in the cushion. Just, just letting her eat was awesome. It was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Um, and then we got to, it was the track we were on was a little bit bigger, um, than the, um, the flat track that we ended up racing and um everyone was like oh just tuck the front end when you want to turn sharper i was like do what <laughs> so i don't know i think i'm coming into this race and and sipes has been awesome and, and kind of trying to help me out about everything that's that's kind of opposite um on flat track than you would do you know on a on a motocross but i figured look those guys are going to be so much better at me on the flat track stuff i might as well just do what i know how to do i mean it's like watching the europeans in the you know the, the mid 90s they looked really not that good compared to the, like the, the Americans, if you look at style and then whatever, but they were fast and they could get it done. So you go, go to a woods ride with some, some dude that's like, you know, 60 years old, that's just whooping everyone's butt. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I can do the best that I can do it. And hopefully that'll, uh, you know, with a little bit of progression, I'll be able to get up there. Yeah, man, you're, you're going to be fine, man. See what a lot of people don't realize and then I've had your back on a few of these occasions. I know I know you're luckily not participating in the flat track forum on Facebook. So everybody's got their own opinions that are stupid as shit. But uh, they don't realize that there's been more times than not at that Daytona short track that even the Grand National Champions have had to watch from the sidelines. Because that track can be awesome or it can be a complete shit show. So you jumped into literally the hardest fucking race to qualify for on a bike you never rode, at a track you never rode. So... I give you props just for, for going for it, but I'm really excited about about the TT because it's going to be a little more something you're familiar with. Plus, I think you're going to be fine on the asphalt, especially with a front brake, with your rally history, just feeling it out. I'm 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 really stoked. Like I said, I'm going to be really pissed off at you on a personal level if you don't win it. <laughs> oh, hey, one in a million. So you're saying it ain't good shit. <laughs> yeah, get in the line. Well, you've done oh, Supermoto, you mentioned, right? Like, I mean, so the pavement, I mean, honestly, the pavement for a lot of the flat track guys, it'll probably throw a lot of guys off. So um, you actually might have a leg up on some, on some of those guys because you've, you've done some Supermoto shit in the past. Yeah, I mean, like, look, let's not go too far. I'm, I'm <laughs> old. I am crippled. I, uh, but at the, at the end of the day, I love riding motorcycles. And everyone's like, you know, I had a guy once, when, back when I was, racing full-time he waited an hour autograph line to yell at me he goes carmichael's better i was like yeah i know i'm still gonna try to beat him tonight but i i know he's better than me you want an autograph and like he's gonna know what to do i'm like look I, i'm going out because it's fun to ride and you know i've made awesome contacts all the way through and the you know um ian and chris and all the guys at ktm dude i'm so lucky to be able to have resources like that ron meredith and guys that you know hubert roland everyone's favorite redneck guys that have my back that you know i can go out and have some fun and dude you know if i don't qualify if i don't like dude, it's still just an awesome experience to go ride and go push myself and you know i'm i'd rather try and fail than than, than just i mean and we're gonna fail but you know i mean as far as like i'd rather go and have some fun than not go and stay home you know so are you bringing the whole squad like can because I'm only asking this because I'm kind of excited, but uh, I'm relatively overweight myself, and I claim to fame as uh, the I'm pound for pound the greatest motorcycle racer ever in the world. But will <laughs> will will Fat Tommy be there? Because I need to see this guy and give him a hug, shirts off hug, preferably. 
<laughs> yes. No, actually, dude, all, most of our crew, they have got real jobs now, man. COVID, uh, when you can't tour, you, you go back to hanging sheetrock, man. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How do we get him there? We need to find out. I mean, I'll pay for his pit pass. We just – I feel like the event in general would be better if he's there on the sideline, like with a pit board that just says, you suck, or go faster, like just something generic that says, like, you're not winning. <laughs> yeah, well, so what's interesting – most of the crew, so we've got a triple crown pit bike race that starts Monday um, at Wyndham's house. What the house. fuck? I wasn't um, invited. So Bullshit. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, just we're just kind of getting it getting it finalized. But also, Sipes and I are. I mean, it's kind of you're the first pe- person that's that's heard right now. But uh, we're running the GNCC on Sunday after the Saturday night flat track in the pro am class um, because uh, the, the women said that well, there's no way we could start on this they well no not we they know sipes could they said there's no way i could start on the the pro-am a second gate um and and beat them so i I of course took that bet as well so super mario the one-legged man in the ass whooping contest that drives the red bull uh, bust around is taking sipes and i straight from the race on flat track on saturday to um the gncc which is up in indiana so we should arrive like an hour before that race starts and then we're going to drive all through the night to start our uh, ESPN two triple crown of, uh, pit bikes at Wyndham's house. Um, it's basically a backyard pit bike. So it's uh Wyndham's house, then Slife's house, then my house for, uh, what will be an awesome 10 day, uh, chaotic pit bike race thing. Man, series. that's like the shit show worldwide tour of destruction and mayhem. I love it. Yeah. That's, the, that's my life. That's the, actually, uh... that's the perfect title for my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm living the same life just at a much smaller scale with no money. <laughs> well the um you bring up the gncc man and the last time i actually saw you and you actually did some flat track was daytona uh man i think it was two years ago you did the super hooligan stuff with rolling sands and i remember at riders meeting um i was gonna shake your hand dude and you, you lifted your hand up and your hands were destroyed and i i guess that was from a gnc gncc how uh, a couple you know a couple years ago and Talk about that whole whole deal, because a lot of fans still talk about you riding that freaking uh, water buffalo. Fucking water buffalo. Talk dude. about that a little. <laughs> yeah, actually, it wasn't bad. Um, yeah, so uh, the Joe Cop, I think, was down there. I ended up like out qualifying him on the water buffalo because it was perfect. It was like it was this. It was so mellow. I always thought like a, a 750 cc two stroke was going to be gnarly, but it, it is called a, a buffalo. So I mean, it. <laughs> It was just, I just put the pipe on the ground and then as far as it could lay over and just held it wide open around the track. It was like, uh, uh, yeah, it was the slowest, greatest bike ever. And I still, just the no front brake thing, man. Every time I started to kind of get a little wide, I'd, I'm not really good at just turning that front end under. But yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, no skin on my hands because literally I was watching Supercross. I was just down to hang out. I was driving down and Roland Sands is like, hey, you should run the super hooligans race. So like, dude, it's so much fun. It's just, it's a blast. There's some good guys. There's some guys that aren't very good, but it's all random bikes. I'm like, dude, that sounds awesome. So I go to Supercross, um, having potentially a beer or three. And that was, you know, at whatever, 10 o'clock at night. And someone's like, dude, Hey, I'm driving up racing GNCC tomorrow. You should go. I was like, Oh, I don't even have a bike. And they're like, Oh, well, yo, you can borrow this one or ride that or whatever. And Hubert was down there. He's like, Oh, I got a, but RM250, I was like, oh, okay. And then it was daylight savings, so we lost an hour of sleep and showed up. And, man, my hands were, were gone. Um, but anyway, it was, you know, that's, it was a great time. 
The funniest video of all time is uh, the video you posted of you riding the Buffalo and you like come off the corner and like your head like <laughs> yanks to the left and you're like commentating the, the video. Oh my gosh. It was like <laughs> the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like just your body position on that thing. It looked like the hardest thing to ride ever. Yeah. I'm a little awkward in general too, but you know, I found out through the years that if you generally just, you can will stuff to, to just keep going most of the time. I mean, you know, McAdoo uh, shows that, that sometimes you can't, but like at the end of the day, like he, he just, that guy, I, I love watching him ride, you know? And it's like some of the guys out there, like Carmichael, amateur days, man. He just, every time he made a mistake, he would gain time because as he would be about to fly off, he'd just grab a handful of throttle and just be like, I'm going that way. And he, and he would. Um, so as I get older, that gets harder because you kind of tend to, that's not your instinct is, well, I might crash harder, but let's just grab a handful and see if it'll work out. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it still works most of the time. Let's just see how this is going to go. And then generally with me, it, it, it turns painful quick. I'm not, I'm not the luckiest guy out there. Well, I do. I got this Alpine stars. Uh, I, it might be mandatory now, but it's like, uh, you fly off and you turn into like, a you you blow up like the Michelin man. I'm I'm excited, man. I'm like, man, you got pillows if you fall off. I mean, probably not <laughs> the, the best thing to test, but it'd be pretty cool. Do you follow? No, you're gonna be uh, fine. Do you follow the like? Do you get to watch any of the flat track stuff now? Do you follow like what series do you follow now? Like, are you uh used to watch the Supercross, obviously MotoGP? Um, what what kind of series do you like watching? You know, to to be honest, I'm mostly into obviously we we don't miss Supercross. Um, you know, and that's, it was funny because even talking to guys like Villapoto that, you know, like me, when I was done with, with racing, I didn't watch for a couple of years. I kind of fell like it became my job. And now I'm that, that guy on the, the side, that Monday morning quarterback that's loves to talk crap about stuff that I definitely couldn't do. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and having no insight into why, you know, a lot of guys are hurt. They don't show it. A lot of guys are or whatever. And you're like, Oh, they should train harder. They should do this it's so easy to say from the sidelines but uh my friends and i, I mean we we bet on or not bet but like dollar you know on on every race and all of our kids are out back we always go to our friend tim's house and um we have a, all of our kids are between you know four and ten years old and they all just go ride this uh it's it's basically just a grass field in the back but you know got a couple jumps on it and uh, we barbecue and and watch i mean obviously the wednesday races don't work as well and i'm gone a lot on the weekends but um yeah, it's just awesome when COVID hit, I guess to make this tangent longer, I realized how much racing doesn't just bring the racing community together, but it brings non-racers together as well. And to for me, like I still, I'm an avid NASCAR watcher now. I know it's kind of hard for a lot of the guys to to believe that you know the motocross, but like I really, when I got into it, I started to understand the nuances, and it really it was cool. I met a lot of awesome people, and um, you know, still follow. Honestly, I probably follow the people more than the uh, the actual sports. So obviously, if Sipes ever jumps in uh, to flat track or, you know, there's a TT or there's something different, those are the races that I kind of tend to watch or it's X Games or, or whatever. So, um, no, definitely uh, definitely excited to, to get in there. And I wouldn't say mix it up, but just, you know, kind of see just how much faster they are in real life than they look on TV. So moving ahead here it- – you got a girl for a teammate now. Is that going to be devastating if you get beat by a girl? Are there any team orders? Are you going to wreck Shayna right to the moon if she's in front of you? Like, what 
what's going to go down when the green flag drops? I mean, what's your mindset? Are you just fucking going for it or what? That's generally the goal. But, no, I have to say that every time that I've done a go-kart race uh, or a flat track <laughs> race, I have been beat by a girl. Um, I, my NASCAR career, I spent um, right around Danica Patrick, usually one behind her. <laughs> so, like, I, it, be, getting beat by women is, is nothing new to me. And, unfortunately, the GNCC the day after, I'm I'm probably not going to catch that whole front row of that uh, of, of the women's class. So, you know, and then I have, obviously, my wife is a two-time world champion. I've got ever skate, um, and I've got two daughters that are – starting to do pretty good on the, the can-ams and stuff. So I, I'd imagine it won't be long before I'm getting beat by women in, in pretty much everything that I do. Thanks for so, bringing that up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I've, I, I've raced against her before, too. It's not it's not fun at all. But uh, So you have a bet with Sipes for a dollar. Is that dollar bet going to transition into, let's just say, you and Sipes, it's the last lap, last corner. You can just settle for a second place in your first flat track podium or he can send Sipes and his bike into the bleachers at the Atlanta Super Speedway, and you take all the glory and the dollar bill, but possibly lose a friendship. What's going to happen? No, you see, and, and it's it's understood. I would rather take Sipes and I both out and assume that I'm going to have a better shot of getting up faster and crossing the line in whatever place. As long as I am ahead of Sipes, my dollar has, has been won. My bet has been made. Like, I'm, I mean – you know, don't get me wrong. Like you know, doing well would be awesome, but but beating Sykes is the goal. <laughs> At any so last necessary. <laughs> so last and second to last is still just as okay as long as you're second to last and he's no, last. Second to last, as long as he's last, is better than me second and Ryan first. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Not not, not, a, not not a question. <laughs> <laughs> this this guy should definitely come ride with us because it is uh it's absolutely the same same rule pattern of all. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I honestly think you're a flat track guy that never actually went flat track and uh, just your personnel. I mean, dude, I see I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm not far from where you're located. And I see a bunch of videos of you guys in your garage flat tracking and drinking, drinking some brews and uh, flat tracking in the in the garage and shit. Uh, It looks like a blast, man. You guys look like you have a good time with it. Yeah, well, I mean, we a lot of the Michigan guys. I mean, I got I'm looking right now around here. We got Scott Parker. Um, I got a, a Scott Parker. Parker helmet. We went on the Parker ride up when we used to doing like kind of the GNCC, like hair scramble stuff just for fun. Off, um, you know, and then Mies and, and all those guys. Um, it, it's definitely an awesome, awesome crew. So I'm, I'm just excited to come hang out and, uh, you know, do, do what I can. I, look, I, all jokes aside, like I'm, you know, I talk a lot of crap, but I, I'm not there to, to win. Obviously I'll take whatever I can get and I'm going to go like hell, but, um, you know, I realize that I'm way out of my league on this and uh, definitely am just there to have a good time and hopefully can put on a, a good show and then not make a complete fool of myself in the process. But, you know, it's funny, you talk about the forums and stuff and my whole life, everyone's, you know, kind of always made fun of me. Ha ha, you didn't do good at this or whatever. I'm like, dude, I, uh, you crashed the monster truck right away. I'm like, yeah, but I was in world finals driving a monster truck. So like, <laughs> you know, it's, you got, it's kind of you a, got the opportunity to wreck some shit. So, uh, I, I, we don't, we obviously we could sit here and bullshit with you all day and I would absolutely love that. But, uh, one of my final segments is uh, one of my favorites and it's become a fan favorite for my people too. So they might not know the name, but with you, it's going to be broader range, obviously with your 
expanded portfolio. You know, Wu Tang Financial, I think, has got you down for sure on expanding your portfolio. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get the reference. I know you do. Um, the um, of all the racers you've raced with, who is the man? Fuck that guy in your mind. It could be two wheels, four wheels, anybody, but not even, you wouldn't even piss on him if he was on fire. If he was wrecked out <laughs> upside down, you would laugh as you drove by or rode by. Like I'd prefer a two wheel guy, but even if there's a four wheel guy, there's gotta be somebody you're like, man, fuck that guy. Dude, you know, what was the, the weirdest thing I, I had more respect for people like, so think like Mike Brown, I'm just going to give you a, a story. I was, I had won the championship in 2000, 2001 outdoor, uh, motocross, uh, lights class. And I'm like third or fourth and he's one in front of me and he hops over the, the inside berm and turns left in a right-hand turn. She like leans into me, body checks me so hard. I flew over. Luckily I, I've got ejected from the bike. My bike didn't go over the fence. I flew over the fence. Landed on some fat dude in a lawn chair who I was like, are you okay? He threw me back over. He's like, go. And, you know, I came back and at the end of the, the race, I was like, Mike, like, I know you took me out on purpose. He's like, yep. He goes, and you can expect it all year because, quite frankly, I'm going to need every point I can get against you and I'm going for the championship. And, God, I had so much respect for that. I was like, all right. Like, yeah. first laps are going to be hard. I'm going to have to have a rear view mirror, like, <laughs> before you know who's where. But I'm like, I now know that wherever I am on the track, Mike is going to try to knock me down. And I, you know what I mean? But like, and Talon Bowen and I, I hit him so hard. Um, it ended up breaking his foot and it knocked my front brake caliper off the, like blew off the, the front end of the bike, like broke a few spokes with his toe going through it. And um, man, we got off high five at the end. So I've always been separate race from, from real life because I'd like, there's nothing more than I like than to really, really not like someone that I'm racing against that, that makes my life. And when you have everyone that you really like, like you're good friends with, that's good too, because I still don't mind taking out Sipes and, and knocking him into the cheap seat. So, I mean, as long as they're tough, it, it, it all works out. <laughs> well, I got right, one. So we're going to just go ahead and say Sipes is that guy. We're going to put Sipes down anyway. Just Sipes, <laughs> Sipes, F you Sipes. If you're listening to this, F you says Travis. <laughs> <laughs> well, my last one for you, man, and we'll let you roll is, uh, you know, the, the, the evil live thing you did with Roland and those guys with the Indian, um, you know, we race them on the miles. Like we go 140 on pretty much a roller derby type of track, dude, walls all around. And that's kind of like our pinnacle of flat track. What's more likely to happen? You riding a twin on a mile, like Springfield mile or going back out and racing another supercross race. Oh, I'm going to have to, end that real quick and say neither um I, I mean i i love supercross but i am nowhere near the the speed and the, the at the end of the day to to get back in that shape i'd have to get i'd have to be unfused i mean just just knees shoulders wrists i mean it's not just like oh yeah i'm gonna go out and race supercross it's i'm gonna go and i'm gonna you know train for three months and hope i don't get hurt during that time and um it for me it's it's not worth trying to maybe make the main event if i get lucky um you know to put in that much time and effort into something um and the mile like dude you guys are nuts there's like with age get a cage i i mean i know you guys everyone says i I got a death wish but i i I really i love my life and uh i got a family (laughs) there's nothing about 
140 mile an hour roller derby. That sounds interesting to me. I mean, I would go watch. Yes, I cannot wait to go have a beer, sit on the side, talk shit about how I would be doing awesome out there, but really knowing that I'm just very content sitting in the stands. <laughs> we love it, man. Yeah, we appreciate you coming <laughs> on, dude. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you in Atlanta and uh, seeing you get dicey out there with the, the, the all the guys and stuff. And girl, and girl, man. So we appreciate it, and we'll let you get back to it, dude. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show. All right, well, thanks for your time, guys. Talk to you shortly. Hell yeah, man. Take care, bud. All right, see you, Trev. Woohoo! That was awesome, dude. He's uh, he's dude, excited. You just, God, he is. That's what. That's gonna make it even better because you can genuinely tell how excited he is. He's like a fucking. He's like us, dude. He's like a kid, like on Christmas, whenever something new, new shiny new toy. And American Flat Tracks is shiny new toy for for this week. Well, yeah, coming up. So, man, I, I'm excited, man. I just can't wait. Like, I don't care if he gets first or last. I just think it's gonna be awesome for the sport you know look how many more viewers are gonna pop in yeah yeah and i've said i don't know how he's gonna do like it's it's definitely for me like being fucking honest which i'm an honest guy it's a it's a huge wild card for me like he could go out he can maybe run i think maybe his peak could be like i don't know anywhere from fifth through tenth if he gets a good start and you know he, he runs good smooth consistent laps but um i think he's more like you like you heard man he's more about having fun so He's not a follow the leader on the groove type of guy. He wants to send send it in the cushion. So I think even if he's in fifth and he's not having fun, and it's more fun to ride the cush, he might just say screw it and go out and and ride the awkward line or or you know turn a, a harder left and hit the jump harder or you know something like that. Something Travis would do. But um, and then he could go out and he could really suck. Like he could uh he, you know it's it's a whole different animal than what he's used to. But um just having him do it is is amazing and shout out to ryan sipes dude like without sipes you know like getting pastrana out there and, and sparking some interest with some of these guys none of this would even be we wouldn't even be talking about it so uh you know shout out yeah. sipes and i actually saw brian deegan commented on the pastrana's deal and said you know this looks like it could be pretty cool so maybe uh some more guys will try it Dude, imagine, man. I mean, it's it's like the trickle down effect. Those guys live for stuff. They're they're past their their professional race career. Who's to say, like, like for instance, Mike Mesker, perfect example. After he was done freestyle motocross and motocross and whatnot, he went and started doing supermoto because it was fun. Next thing you know, the dude's like a great, great supermoto rider. Um, I don't see how this could be bad. Like, you know, he, he mentioned Villapoto. Villapoto did a couple, you know, hooligan events. Who's to say he's like, well, shit, man, I got a 450, and and the connections those guys bring, you know, DeCoster, I mean, has he even been to an actual flat track event? Will this bring him out to one? Like, will, you know, will this open up some more eyes? Because, you know, Shana generally gets a lot of fans, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if a lot more fans showed up for Pastrana, and. uh yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, boom, this whole new realm of opportunity. And, you know, just from the trickle-down effect of selling T-shirts alone, man, like, I don't, don't see a negative in it. And so many people trying to turn it into a negative is just ignorant in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't – like I said, I, I try not to read uh, any of the, the Facebook stuff, man. I, I used to wormhole my way in there for, for hours. <laughs> and uh, I read yeah, every I, single one. 
<laughs> I know you do, dude. <laughs> you got us covered, man. You got us covered. Yeah, I can't. I can't read it. It's just like some of the stuff is just so far out there in left field. I'm just like, fuck. That's why I like. I'm a more of an Instagram, like Instagram, Twitter kind of guy, because there's just not as many responses. Um, which is I don't good. know how to tweet. You're gonna have to teach me one day. Would I be good on Twitter? I don't know. I'd probably. Suck you would be Twitter. great on Twitter, man. No one really, really? T- no one really tweets anymore. Like when I made Twitter, it was kind of popping off. Now it's more like there are some really funny like one line and one liners about Supercross and and shit like that on Twitter. But flat track wise, there's not a lot of action on Twitter. I pr- pretty much follow it for MotoGP and Supercross. Um, and Kardashian. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not a fan of that. The, um, the whole fake the fake look thing dude I'm, I'm not a big big fan of that but yeah man yeah you should get a twitter dude you'd be uh mm. I, mean, I not, could not see myself lasting very long on twitter before i get or a banned TikTok, bro you got tiktok no my daughter has tiktok i don't understand it i don't like it i don't i'm like i'm like god one of them old get off my lawn types now man i don't even give it a chance i'm like nope nope i don't like it i don't like it like i probably would love it but the fact that i've already made up my mind in my head I was the same way with, with, I was like, dude, I'm never making a talk. And now like I have a talk and it's not that bad, but like, I, I don't know. I feel like you would have some pretty amazing TikToks if you, uh, if I would, but then if I had a TikTok, I'd that'd take away time from defending all you guys on the flat track forum. So yeah. I got to, how many I times have you been in Facebook jail, dude? Oh man, I'm on my, I'm not on my third stint now. I've, I've had three stints, man. Just a couple were some, some, Jeez. you know, we'll just call them dimes and nickels, but man, I did a long, I did a hard 30, um, late last <laughs> year, man. It was, it was tough, man. You don't realize it because the worst part is this is how they get you. If I was just straight up banned and couldn't even log in, it'd be a different story, but you can log in and you can read all the shit people are saying, but you Ooh. can't fucking respond. That's the, that's the death blow right there. Like you can everything you can do you can search for shit on marketplace everything but you can't even ask like the price of something if somebody says oh rob mcclendon the baby back bitch i just gotta sit there and take it you cannot even be like well no i'm not or respond i love that yeah i know that's what i mean i love that that for you man i love that i wish i knew that i would have uh i would have commented more you could have during that yeah i would have baited you you, uh, and that's the thing. Like, I would have to text you and just say, fuck off, Corey, because I couldn't respond. Or on you could Facebook. just go on your mom's and respond on your <laughs> <mom's>. <laughs> Yeah, I had to do that one time. Like, it was that was actually probably the worst part. No bullshit, though. I had a race coming up, and uh, it was, like, right in the middle of promotion time, which you know all too well. Like, you've got to hype that shit up. And I couldn't hype it up, so... So here comes Julie McClendon hyping it up with my words. So, so how bad is that, man? Like, I should just next time I'll borrow my daughter Violet's Facebook and she can be a promoter at, at 11 years old. Or you just pay me, dude, and I'll do it for you. Just throw me a couple bills. Yeah, yeah. I already paid you a couple bills this past weekend at, at uh, Hackers Race, man. I know, I know, yeah. God, um, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, let's shout out our sponsors and make it happen, and we'll uh, we'll keep it rolling here. Bell Power Sports, check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. The Race Star Flex, man, check that out. I just got a Moto 10, too, in the mail from Bell. Is that the, Ama- amazing helmet, Rob, so nice. I was about to say, is that the new one? Like, Dalton sent me a picture, too. Like, dude, yeah. Bell is killing the game, man. Killing like, it. Chris just sends me these teaser pictures, and then I'm like, oh my gosh! And not that I would ever be as fast as you or Briar or anybody else on on the Bell, you know, team. But 
just the fact that he rubs it in. Yeah, I love Chris, man. And Bell, God dang, man. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to fuck up your uh sorry to mess up your intro there, but dude, that helmet, man, like they're just constantly evolving, man. So hats off to Bell for really supporting the sport. So sorry about that. Go ahead. No, you're straight. I, I got it in the mail and I'm like, well, fuck, I can't wear this in Vet B. This is way too nice of a helmet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the Bell, they're crushing it. Make sure you check them out. Moto America, it's coming up. We're we're not far. We're a couple weeks away. April 30th. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did I say Road America? Moto America, Road Atlanta. We are, we are right there. Uh, 11 days away, April 30th to May 2nd. Make sure you check them out. Get tickets. Junior Cup, King of Baggers, Hona Superbikes. Super Sport Stock 1000 Twins Cup. Loaded, loaded classes, a lot of fast riders. They're partnering with AFT, offering the American Super Ticket. Come out. You can watch all the events in Atlanta that weekend, the TT, Moto America, all for the low price of $99. DID Chain, at DID Chain on social media. Hit them up. See what they recommend for your bike, your motorcycle, all the major Supercross teams, flat track, road racing. They all use DID Chain. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Jerry Stinchfield. We appreciate Jerry for keeping us going and keeping the sport alive. CommercialRoofSystems.net. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, the official tire of the American Flat Track Series. We gave away a tire on the last episode. Well, we're, we're in the process of giving away a front tire. Make sure you listen to episode 55 with Randy Goss for uh, details on how you can win that. AIM Sports, at AIM Sports Data, the world leader in data acquisition. Solo 2, look it up. GPS lap timer, complete game changer. And then speaking of game changers, the Moo tool, slacker, suspension tool, fully designed to check the sag for your motorcycle mountain bike suspension. I love it. I use it all the time. And uh, we appreciate those sponsors for for two, uh, helping us out and keeping this show alive. Make, honestly, guys, make sure you uh, send them a message, follow them on social media, and just thank them for supporting our podcast. And, uh, you know, everyone out there, subscribe to this shit. Send it to your friends, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, yeah, just uh, man, the show's been good. We appreciate all that, all the extra support, and uh, you guys for listening. Man, one quick thing, if you got it, but didn't Moto America and AFT put together like a a package for the Atlanta stuff, right? Yeah, super ticket. I, we just mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm bucks, saying. Dude. That's amazing, how, right? How badass is that? That two completely different genres of our sport are coming together, like to to provide something like that i think that's awesome like moto america being that this is primarily kind of a flat track thing but they're still trying to reach out and 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 cross co-promote but man how cool to be in atlanta to see all these road race teams show up and then go to um, road atlanta and watch all the flat track guys show up and, and hang out and who knows man maybe yeah i was watching yesterday on the way back from virginia some super prestigio videos like there's some fast flat track guys that road race like Tony Elias. He's he, man, who, how did we get him to go over there and, and come race some flat track stuff? Yeah, honestly, we should have a couple of bikes, Rob in the truck, ready for, uh, ready for opportunities like the Pastrana or, or Tony Elias. And, uh, dude, dare I mention Valentino Rossi, like, could we get him over would be, uh, would be amazing. Just uh, yeah. Moto America's crushing it. Like I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the series and the racing, but I'm even probably a bigger fan of the way they're marketing their series and social media and, and things like that. Wayne Rainey, Chuck, and all the people, Paul Carruthers, they're doing an amazing job. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for, for the, the season to kick off. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, for sure, man. I didn't mean to interrupt you again. I was just thinking how cool to be. Cause man, like I know right now off the top of my head, like I think Josh Heron would be a freaking factor. Atlanta Super TT. 
like with as much asphalt as there is with his not yeah. giving a fuck riding style like he he, he would definitely got oh he, oh my i didn't think about him yeah Ganya, dude, dude. Ganya. like there's legit probably wyman you know kyle could certainly he has not forgotten how to flat track so yeah we should figure that out we gotta here's what Corey, me and your new idea and we're trademarking it right now so nobody take our shit but Corey, me and you we're gonna make super bikers 2.0 it's coming out within the next two years Dude, Remember Super Bikers? Oh, I know. I, I'm game. Dude. I'm game. Um, but because Super Bikers. Like, we don't have too much shit that. to do. Like, we, like no, no, we'll no. just throw it out. Yeah. No, after the season, after everybody's done, but no, factory involvement, Yamaha, pick your two best road racers, send them. Pick your two best flat trackers, send them. Moto, send them. Like, we're going to get Pastrana and Sipes to reach out to the flat track guy or the, the Supercross guys. Like, dude, it would be like celebrity death match, but on two wheels. Yep. I'm. I got the wheels turning, dude. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, yep. That's a wrap, man. We we appreciate you guys. We'll we'll catch you next week. Later. Yes. Thank you, guys.